You're listening to The Holdcast with Jack Grimsey and Robert Lintott. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for a happy Holdcast. I'm Jack Grimsey alongside my co-host, Robert Lintott from 7500toholt.com. And, you know, I didn't think we'd be in this position because Villa have won two games in a row. We're going to talk about that. And then the big news, Derby against Blues this Sunday. All that coming up in just a moment on the Holdcast. All right, Robert, I'm feeling very weird because I'm in a great mood to do this, and I know the last couple times that hasn't been the thing. What about yourself? I, I just cracked a smile when you welcomed everyone to the Happy Holt cast. I enjoyed the crap out of that. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's like, it's weird. It's it's raining here today in Chicago, but I'm feeling very, very joyous, and it was the opposite, you know, the last couple of weeks. I don't remember really what the weather was, but it wasn't pouring rain, and it's like, it's the kind of the inverse proportion. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, can you believe that... Uh... Last time we were trying to figure out what the heck to talk about that wasn't Aston Villa, and this time we've got two wins to talk about. Yeah, and you were just mentioning him before the show, but Jonathan Koja, I think, um, is Robert's new hero. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Three goals in three games, you know? Three goals in three games, and he's 66.6% of the way to being last year's top scorer already. Yeah, last year it was uh, a joint tie. It was Scott Sinclair, Rudy Justed, and who was the other? Jordan Ayew, of course. And they all had six goals in a full season. And, I mean, I guess Robert can remind you where we are points-wise compared to that. Uh, oddly enough, Jack, we are dead even the last year's team on points. Wow. And the goal difference, we we pegged it back to zero. And mm-hmm. so I think I think we'll start with Redding. That was the one we previewed for you. We didn't really even talk about Fulham, sorry, because we just... You know, you probably didn't even want to hear about it. <laughs> yeah, it was going to be another draw or some such thing. <laughs> yeah, what are those? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Steve but... Bruce, though, two wins. Two wins and a draw, I guess. It's very good. I'll take that, right? That's that's the kind of pace that'll get you uh, That's title-winning form, that. seven points. Absolutely. Games. Seven points Ish. from every nine. Ish. So, uh, I mean, that's just sort of incredible. He's got seven from three, which, you know, if we were on a Premier League schedule... That nets us uh, 80, 89 points right there. Yeah, that's that's going to be good enough to get you the title most years. Yeah, and he's he's got a little less than a Premier League schedule, so we'll temper our expectations and say that Steve Bruce is probably only going to get us, I don't know, 84 points this yeah, year. Yeah, but he was, he was, he gets 1.7 points per match in over his career in the, in the championship or something. I did the math a while ago. Now it's, I mean, for, for Villa, it... The math that I had done when he took over, it would have gotten us right about sixth, judging by last year's table. Yeah. So, obviously, now we're a little bit ahead of that pace because we're up to 17 points. So, big, big turnaround, you know. And if we somehow still had 10 points, we would be second bottom right now. Yeah, it would be uh, pretty horrible. It it probably wouldn't have happened that Villa lost the last three, but, you know, it's Villa, so... They probably would have just drawn the last three instead. Yeah, yeah, and that would have left us um, uh, one sp- one point above the drop zone. Exactly. So, um, I don't know. It's it's happy times again. It's I'm not still 100% confident in what Steve Bruce is doing, uh, but he's obviously got the team thinking the right way, and it's showing they aren't giving up latent matches. No, no, and they're actually winning them late in match. Yeah, I mean, against against Reading there, go up in the 38th minute with a Koju goal. Koju uh, goal can... assisted by Adoma, the two strikers that I, I or two new no. signings that I tweeted about how, you know, we all saw and, that. 
and then give up a 54th minute goal to Reading, it seems like we're, we know what Aston Villa is going to do. Aston Villa didn't look great in the second half. Uh, this looked like another textbook match. And then Jordan Ayew uh, finishes a penalty off in the 90th minute. We flipped the script. Yeah, you know, and sometimes in the past past year, past five years, past my whole life I've been following Villa, whatever, um, it, sometimes Villa just don't get the calls from the ref, you know. It's just sometimes that happens, and obviously it was a penalty, but you still have to score the penalty, and thank you, Jordan Ayer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, to me, the most astonishing thing was winning a game in the 90th minute. I'm, I'm not used to <clears throat> seeing a late-game surge of goodness yeah and even we leveled against um newcastle late in the day but not in stoppage time not in the 90th yeah absolutely so it's i don't know it's it's encouraging i thought that reading match was you know despite the fact that we couldn't see it from what we could hear it wasn't great but it was it was an improvement yeah i mean let's talk about the penalty incident yeah um Pathetic from Sissoko. Oh, giving yeah. away a sure penalty, and then American Danny Williams stepped up, and it was saved by Galini. Really good save, really good save. And then on the edge of the box, you know, everyone lines up there to sprint into the box to get the rebound. If you're an attacker, or if you're a Villa defender, I guess you just stand there and watch the Reading attackers head the ball. And it was a great header from Kermorgan, but. Uh, and Galini was helpless, obviously, but there was Hutton just waiting, got blown by. Yeah. And other defenders just, you know, they're spectators. They may as well have been spectators. Yeah. And, I mean, that that match, it was pretty obvious that the two weakest points in that team were left and right back. You know, between Alan Hutton and Ali Sissoko, it was just a disaster back there. And, you know, if you're an opposing team and either of those players is lining up, you've got to go for them. Mm-hmm. And then Jordan Amavi replaced Sissoko in the 77th minute and received a start against Fulham. Yeah, which is what it Thank should you. be. Thank you. Thank you, Steve Bruce. <clears throat> Hashtag free Amavi. I, I'm not sure Amavi is where we want him to be. I'm not sure if he's great. I'm not sure if he will ever reach the potential we thought he will have. He is, however, definitely better than Ali Sissoko at this point. He's 22, you know, if they're... He's better than he's better than him, and he has a million percent more upside. Sissoko, okay, he wasn't always just—I don't know—I'm gonna say a bad word um, of a defender that <laughs> is useless. He's just—you know—sometimes he did have a purpose, but and sometimes he wasn't the worst of Villa's horrible, horrible backline the past couple of years. But he's still not someone you would choose to put in the team if you had other options. Yeah, and the two penalties in two matches, and and neither of them was even really a defensible penalty. It's not like uh, it was a no, judgment thing. it wasn't like it's, it was a dive. Yeah, it's not like it was a professional foul or anything. It was... No, it wasn't like really... a handball on the line when it was a sure goal or some. you know, it's not like you were yeah, taking, taking illegal actions penalty. to defend the goal at all costs. You're just being an idiot. And so if you can't get dropped for that, what could you get dropped for? And luckily, Steve Bruce agrees and puts in Amavi. And, you know, it worked out for the better there. Yes, exactly. So I'm glad, I'm very glad that Steve Bruce, for whatever he was before, and Roberto Di Matteo, whatever they were before, I'm not going to examine their past or whatever, but Bruce is giving new players a chance, and maybe that's just what we needed. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily that Di Matteo picked the, the wrong players, even if he did. 
It's just that sometimes you need to shake it up. And this happens a lot of times when teams fire managers is they, they were very underperforming with the, with the former boss for whatever reasons. And then you sack him and you kind of regress to the mean. And it's not necessarily that it is the new coach. So I think we're seeing some of that, but I think he is getting it, getting it right a lot more than Di Matteo was. And I'm not trying to bash Steve Bruce or anything. I think he's a great choice and, yeah, looks like he actually can can get something done at Villa, so I'm very happy. Yeah, uh, one interesting thing that I took away from both of these matches is a uh, nice punch against the idea that possession is everything. Reading had 69% possession, uh, and then midweek Fulham ended up with 66% possession, and neither team really did anything with it. Uh, yeah, exactly. If you're passing, if you're passing the ball around between your own center backs, <laughs> you can do that. Exactly. And, and it's not, you know, if it's it's very harmless especially in your own half because if your center backs aren't under pressure that means probably our whole defense is set up and it's not like you have Jerome Boateng at center back who could hit like a Gerard ball 60 yards across the pitch to your winger in stride or something, you know. No mm-hmm. one's doing that in the championship if the defense is there. Yeah, exactly. So it's I don't know. It's it's nice to see Villa not worrying so much about possession, instead worrying about quality. I mean, if you just take a look at that Fulham match, Villa were uh, two to one ratio, outpossessed, but they had sixteen shots to Fulham's four and seven shots on target to Fulham's zero. That's what actually matters. Um, you know, having that that four to one ratio of shots is pretty incredible. Exactly, yeah, and that's um, more of a stat that matters, I guess, and I don't know. No one does. No one really does expected goals for the championship or whatever, and we don't even know if you are curious about hearing that kind of stuff. Some people are, some people absolutely hate it, but um, yeah, you know, if you're creating more, I think it's about creating more meaningful chances, and that's yeah, that's something that certainly shows up, and it's, you can see just from watching the team or even from just from listening or maybe seeing it on a periscope, which is uh-huh. what we've had to resort to. So thank you to all the people who've been periscoping the matches. And, we um, appreciate your... Buy an extra phone running. battery. <laughs> yeah. Because, and whoever, okay, whoever the guy was that filmed the IU penalty against Reading is an absolute hero because he's filming it and his phone got dropped in the commotion, and you could see people stepping on his phone and crunching and hear the crunches in the video. Oh, and yeah. he was—he didn't even care. He was so happy. I was like, oh, my God, this is the greatest video I've ever seen. What a man. <laughs> Good heavens. I didn't know. I didn't see that one. Oh, my gosh. Um, there's other stuff you can take away from Fulham other than possession shots and all that garbage. But let's be honest. Who cares? Fulham was all about that Koja goal. Yeah, all about the result, and you know, just seeing seeing the highlight of it. I because admittedly, uh, I've, I have to tell you guys something. I haven't watched the last two Villa games, and I'm very scared to watch another one because we've won uh-huh. two in a row for the first time yeah. since December 2014. So maybe we'll have a Twitter poll for no, should May, I May should I be allowed to watch? May but, 2015. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we won those two games to basically secure safety in 2015 under Sherwood. Okay, no, it was the away win was mm-hmm. August, I guess, whatever. Yeah. But um, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> you didn't expect that today. Yeah. Uh, that Koja goal, 
Yeah, okay. Yeah, anyway, anyway, when I saw the highlight, I was scared because that was something that the old villa would screw up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And yet Jonathan Kojo somehow finds a way to get himself horizontal, wraps himself around a defender, and manages to kick that ball unstoppably into the net. It's got to yeah. be the team's goal of the season. I Yeah, I don't know how it couldn't be. And it was, like you said, unstoppable. It was a rocket. I don't, I don't know how you contort your body at such an angle and generate that power. I'm not a, a physicist, but <laughs> certainly not a footballer, but <laughs> it's, it was crazy. And it's just, I know, you know, like it's, it's making Villa fun again. It's, get, <laughs> get Steve Bruce a hat, make Villa fun again. <laughs> uh, I'm okay with that. Hey, uh, cause my God, I, I couldn't wait. Every, all the descriptions were incredible and I still hadn't seen a highlight. And then the official site tweeted out a picture that basically made it look like Koja was wrapped around the defender. And it's like, okay, what is this going to be? And when I finally saw the highlight, it lived up to my expectations. I couldn't believe it. It was just a sloppy a sloppy turnover like we've come to expect from Villa goalkeepers. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the ball didn't get back towards the danger area quick enough, in my opinion. And the, a cross, which is a low percentage chance creation method whipped in and then he tries <laughs> that and he just 10 out of 10 12 out of 10 he pulled off flawlessly it was <laughs> you know you really it's like something you'd see in a movie like probably the the stupid fifa movie yeah however unrealistic it was that was just it was just an unrealistic goal or like maybe you play fifa or like ultimate team or whatever and just someone if someone scores that goal against you you're like are you kidding me yeah, exactly. Are you There's... kidding me? So I think Fulham just quit the last 10 minutes. <laughs> you can't win when someone does that. It's like... No, it's, it, it would be unfair to that goal. No. You have to respect that goal. That's a match-winning goal right like, there. Like, yeah, we won, by, we won by one, but that goal should have been worth at least three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was, yeah, it was nice to see. You mentioned Golini. Uh, I think he's, from what I've heard, been pretty solid the past couple of matches. I mean, he stopped a penalty for him. Oh, no, saves. it was yeah, it was a fantastic save. He's, I think he's really, he must really be working hard on training, and a lot of it is communication. And now yeah. we have James Chester and Nathan Baker, and I think they, they really complement each other because Baker can head the ball because he's huge, mm-hmm. as long as it doesn't cause too much permanent brain damage. And then Chester, I don't know, he's got all the experience in the world. Yeah. He's seen every situation. He reads the game very, very well. And right now, I would take either of them over Elphick in a heartbeat. <laughs> Who's Micah Richards, though? Oh, no, we, we <laughs> don't mention that name. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Pardon my laugh. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh, no. no he wasn't no, even no. on the bench against Fulham. Yeah, I, nor should he ever be. Get him out of here. Get him gone. Put him in Lescott's car and they can drive to Greece. <laughs> because I remember that Lescott is gone now. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. You get to have happy thoughts now. Um, Kind of sad Tish didn't get to play against... Or no, sorry. That was against Fulham. I was looking at... He did He did play against... Yeah. Um, so, but still, I mean... Or no, he didn't, he didn't play against Reading. He's working out okay right now. Um, the good news is we didn't have a you know, League Cup match this week. Oh, I think that was very good. Yeah, get some rest ahead of the Derby. Um, You've got this match, then you've got the one the following weekend, and then you've got another international break, and then it really hits the fan. We're back, 
holidays are rolling around, you know, things are going to start jumping into gear. So now is the time to rest people up when you can. Exactly. And to train different tactics with different 11s, I think is very important. So this this week, that international break, I mean, obviously some people will be away, but he'll get a chance, Steve Bruce will get a chance to really, really get to know his squad. And that's what he needs because he didn't have a preseason. Yep. Uh, But... All of that talk of taking it easy goes totally out the window for the next couple of days because Sunday is unquestionably the biggest match of the season thus far. Yeah, and uh, really could offer, I don't know, you can't, maybe you can say the turning points already happened. We'll have, obviously we'll have to see, that's the fun part. But Sunday, host hosting Blues at Villa Park. And Birmingham have been off to a good start. They're in seventh with 23 points. Not not hosting Blues. No, oh, sorry. Blues hosting yeah. us. Yeah, sorry. we're going to St. Andrews. We're, we're going to hell. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough match. Uh, but Birmingham coming off a loss to Burton. Uh, they've, had, they've had up and down form. Uh, their past four matches, two wins, two losses. The wins came against uh, Blackburn and Rotherham. And honestly, who doesn't beat Rotherham? Even Villa did. Rotherham have last, lost their last six games. They're bottom in the form table in the league. If if you're looking at that, Villa are 10th in the form table, 9 points from their last six, and Blues 14th in the table, but just 1 point less. So if you're looking at who's hotter, it's definitely, definitely obviously Villa. Yeah, absolutely. The two losses came against Nottingham Forest uh, three matches ago, and then, like I said, Burton. Uh, on the 21st of October. Neither of those is a truly damning loss. Nottingham is tougher. Yeah, Forrester but... are Forrester pretty decent side. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird. They're really low in the table, but I'm not going to underestimate them. No. Um, you know, it's they're a tricky team. They fought us to a 2-2 draw. Um, but yeah, I it was a wild know. game. They showed why they're down there in the table, but they also showed that they could be... A lot further up. To my mind, I think this is a match that Villa don't have to win, but it's a match that if they win, it could launch them onto really great things. Uh, If they draw, I think we sort of keep the status quo, and if they lose, it's a matter of by how much. Yeah, it's one that you really, really, really don't want to lose, and I would take a score draw, I would take a board draw. It doesn't, you know, nil-nil or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially depending on how we look, but... Yeah, win it, winning it would be huge because we'd be just three points behind them. Yeah, absolutely. We'd be three points behind them. We'd have gone into their park and stolen their thunder. Um, and realistically, if we go in and we lose 2-1 or something like that, that's not the worst result in the world at St. Andrews in the Second City Derby. Um, yeah, anything can happen in this game, yeah, as we've seen it. The real problem comes is if we go there and lose 4-0 or something. If we pull a Mourinho going back to Stamford. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> a Bruce back to St. Andrew. Oh, my gosh. Their stadium is so stupid. The capacity is 30,009. It's like <laughs> just listed as 30,000. <laughs> just want that nice round number. Like, sure, Villas is, what, four, it's 42,788. But, like, all right, 42, that's already not an even number. And then, like, in the seven, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I'd, I'd say, I'd even argue, if you're going to do 30,000 in a number, make it 30,003 and go for the palindrome. Yeah, see that, yeah. Or at least, like, 30,000 and, like, 10. Like, you can, <laughs> you can always squeeze another standing room. 
<laughs> I guess you, I guess actually you can't because it's England and everyone has to have a seat. But yeah, just have an extra person selling pies. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. What do you think our chances are here? I think I think pretty good. I think with two wins, two wins and a draw under Bruce, that's kind of the only form we need to to look at. You know, and we've. We have nine points in our last six, but we have seven in our last three. Mm-hmm. And looking at Blues, I don't know what they've got. Li- three in their last three. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So. Yeah, three in their last three and uh, eight in their last six. So, I don't know. I it's it worries me. It legitimately worries me because, you know, last year we had the Derby match and we ended up winning it in the cup. Um. One of the rare bright moments from last season. And this year we've got it as the first game against them away in the league when we're on a run of good form. It just It's maybe not an ideal time for it to come. No, I've just seen Villa <laughs> so much that I'm horrified of the you think you're doing well and then Villa kick you in the balls. Yeah, just the wrong, you know, you don't want that to happen against Blues. Exactly. Um, I feel you on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, they've got some firepower. They're averaging 1.36 goals per match. They've got 19 scored in 14 matches, which isn't absurd or anything. They're not Newcastle. Uh, yeah, Dwight their... Gale has 11 goals, you know. We, I thought we were crazy. signing him from Palace. What was that? I said I thought we were supposed to be signing him from Palace like a, yeah. while, like, a while ago. Dwight Gale no, good has... for him. That's fantastic. That's... Dwight Gale has more goals than two teams in the yeah. league. Which is crazy. And Tammy, uh, even Tammy Abraham at Bristol, he has he only has eight, but he scored the first goal in the match six times. Gale's done that four times, so it's like wow. But um, I don't know. I'm Donaldson worries me. Drukovic's worries me. However, the heck you say his name, uh, Bluno's scum number one and Bluno's scum number two. Yeah. Uh, so here's a question for you: Who do you dislike more, West Brom or Birmingham? Uh, right now it's West Brom because we never have been playing Blues. Yep, me too. I and I know because I'm I to get have never got into a fight with any Blues fans on Twitter. Probably more importantly, yeah. or in real life. I mean, it may be a matter of they don't know how to use it, but I know uh, it's possible. But if Martin Woodhall can figure out, you know, <laughs> or those West Brom fans that you saw at that soccer game last year in real life. Yeah, exactly. The ones that hate Gabby and whatnot. But I mean, we hate Gabby, but. It's like your brother, you know, only you get to hate him. <laughs> um, I don't know, it's... I'll be honest that I know I'm supposed to get my blood boiling for this match, but to me, the one that does it for me right now is West Brom. And, and this doesn't strike me as much like that. And it may be a matter of it only takes one match for that to come back. Because exactly, I have the feeling yeah, this will that's be what, That's kind of what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for, hopefully... Someone, I was gonna say, if they go for just a terrible tackle, they they do it to Hutton. But then I was gonna say we need Hutton to retaliate because he's <laughs> the dirtiest player that we have. And if he gets he's, suspended, it's like a plus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's he's the man. He's our enforcer for this. He match. is the Huttonator. <laughs> um, are you, I don't know. I'm gonna say two two is my score prediction here. <laughs> that would be fun. I just think. Because it's so early, it's not even that early there. It's too local time, and obviously to combat violence. But it's good, or 
whatever, less drink, you can drink all day, whatever, please, please be civil, but, um, it's gonna be very early for me, seven in the morning, and usually I find that those games end up scoreless a lot for whatever reason. Yeah, that's true. You wake so up super early and it's like, but, I don't know, I think 1-1. One, 1-1, one. One, one? all right. Or maybe, you know, Villa are gonna snatch it late, 2-1. Well, nothing would make me happier. <laughs> Six no would make me happier. Okay, yeah, you're right. Smash them. <laughs> Just go in there and make their fans leave at halftime. Oh yeah, that would be nothing better. And and you know the Villa fans are going to be as loud as everyone else in that crowd. Yeah, they always are. It's great. I I love our fans and this is going to be our their fans. Challenge. Maybe this is a little bit selfish, but I think our fans deserve a team that is as good as they are. You know, they're. The, the last couple of years, the team hasn't upheld their end of the bargain. The away fans, I don't know how many miles, someone has a stat on Twitter, how many miles the Villa fans already traveled this year. And it's insane. It's so impressive. Yeah. So the team, I think the team's starting to turn around and try to pay them back. So yeah. if, you, if you guys, if you're listeners, if you go to the away games, thanks for being so loud. It's awesome. It really is often the best part of watching or listening to those away matches. Yeah. But, all right, so 1-1, one, one, or I'm sorry, you think 2-1, Villa snatch it late, and I think 2-2. Two, two. Um, and deep and dark in our hearts, we're both terrified of like a 4-0 loss. Even a 3-1, I think they're, they could um, make some memes or something out of it. <laughs> so, you know, who knows? Uh, no, because just... because obviously, really, the fear isn't really whatever happens this game. It's just the overarching fear that they go up and we don't. Yeah. Because they've no, been having a decent season. You have to give them credit for that. Yeah, they have been. Um, under good management, uh, looks like they're building a sustainable future, which is good for them. And realistically, if we could both go up, it would be great for both teams. Oh, yeah. that would Yeah. It's better for Villa when this rivalry is regularly played. It is. It's better for everyone. It's, I mean, Midlands football, it's certainly, you know, it's good for international exposure in a local derby. Yeah, exactly. Two teams that hate each other. Uh, you know, just just like that up north one, that Newcastle-Sunderland. If Newcastle and Sunderland got to play this year, you have to favor Newcastle by four goals, right? Oh, yeah, I don't know. What, James James Rushton in Slack chat the other day, he's like, I think Sunderland on, are on pace for about nine points this season. <laughs> Please let that happen. It's too bad there's not, like, a relegation playoff, like, in Germany. That would be fantastic if Newcastle and Sunderland were playing for a spot in the Prem. Except, let's be honest here, every year for like the past four years, we've thought Sunderland were down and out. <laughs> That's true. And every year managers. they found a way. Can Big Sam go back? Maybe. <laughs> Ooh, that would be a good story. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, to be fair, Sunderland have two points through nine matches. That's even worse than Villa. That's... <laughs> I think that's I, even worse. That no, I guess that's probably it's probably eight points and some fractions. So I think James is probably rounded up for him. I was like, oh my yeah, god! Yeah, they they're on they're on an eight point four four point pace. <laughs> so they are actually. On oh my gosh! Point. Oh my gosh! Double, I need to watch them to play. Say that, double it to say that they're gonna you know do better, and they are still only on like a uh, seventeen point pace for the year. Oh, they're Villa gonna tie pace. Villa. Well, you know what? There's no team that deserves it more. No. <laughs> I'm happy for them. I was going to say, I haven't seen them play this year yet because I haven't watched the Premier League that much, but I need to watch them play when I 
I'm just needing do a good you? laugh. When I need say, a good laugh. You? When I need okay. a good laugh. All right. Oh, I need. Oh, just watch them when they play Man United because if Mourinho loses to them, <laughs> 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 it's a win-win. Like Except when it ends nil-nil. Well, end nil-nil. Premier League is competitive this year. I really have not paid attention at all, but five teams in the top five, all within one point of each other. Yeah, no, it's it's tight at the top. It's what it's what you want. So kind of crazy. I had I literally have paid no attention to the Premier League this year. Yeah, I it's think kind it, of refreshing. Yeah, it it is in a way, but yeah, we get to watch the more fun league. Yeah. So it, yeah. I mean, I don't know. The championship's great when you get to watch, and thanks again to everyone who does the periscopes. So yeah. it's fantastic. Um, I think that's all we got. What Robert, you went two two, and I went two one. So yep. That's um. That sounds yeah. right to me. Average two points. If Steve Bruce can can get an average of two points from this match, then that's good. <laughs> um, but I'm really impressed. Yeah, just we're hoping Villa keep up the good work, and a team that has obviously been keeping up the good work is the Aston Villa ladies team. And Robert just has a little bit to say about that. Yeah, we uh, on November sixth, so two Sundays from now, the the week after the Second City Derby, the Villa ladies get the chance to play their first Super League match at Villa Park. Uh, you can buy tickets if you're a student or a senior. Tickets are one pound a piece. If you're anyone else, it's five pounds. Uh, And you'll be sitting, uh, I was looking, you'll be sitting something like eight rows back dead center. Um, Probably your pick of the seats, really, basically. what Or if you could pick, that's where you would pick anyway. Yeah, they're going to be great seats. Uh, It should be a cool match. And they're going to play against Watford in a Women's Super League 2 match. So next week, uh, in honor and in in order to hopefully build up some anticipation for the match, we're going to be doing AVLFC week at the blog. We've already got interviews with uh, the team's manager, Joe Hunt, uh, England international Sarah Mayling, and Beth Ann Merrick, who plays for the team. She's one of their like superstar up-and-coming midfielder types. Uh, we've got interviews with all three of them coming to the blog. We're going to be talking to Carrie Dunn, who covers uh, English women's football, and she's done a lot of work with AVLFC. Um, and we're going to have match previews and everything for you there. We just actually want to finally get a chance to cover this team. They've been doing some fantastic work. They're doing uh, a lot of work on a very tight schedule. They aren't full professionals. They don't get to train every single day. And so what? Yeah, what did you say? The pretty... manager, the manager gets to see the players for six hours a week of training. Yep, and then six the game. hours a week, and you got to figure that Steve Bruce might see his players six hours a day minimum. Um, yeah, so <laughs> it's it's pretty incredible what they get to do and we're gonna turn over the blog for the most part we'll still cover the men's stuff a little bit but for the most part we're turning over the blog to the ladies next week uh so be sure to stick around and get tickets if you can it's it's so cheap it's basically a free match yeah (laughs) just just go support the ladies sing as loud as you can make them feel loved yeah so i know i'm i'm definitely looking forward to our coverage of that and i think that's all we have for the week so wherever you've been listening to us itunes stitcher blog talk radio google play whatever was still there and remember you're probably already following us on twitter and have liked us on facebook so um for my co-host robert lintot and 7500 holt.com i want to thank you for listening i've been chad grimsey and we'll see you next time on the holtcast <laughs>